Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we cover the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning for schools and emotional intelligence training in the workplace with tools, ideas, and strategies we can all use for immediate results. I'm Andrea Samadhi, and for this week's Brain Fact Friday, I wanted to tie in our interviews from this week with something we can all use right away. I thought about what my friend Kate is building with Young Mash Collective that we covered on episode 235, a mentoring community for young adults aged 18 to 30 to learn how to apply the most current cutting-edge neuroscience to their lives to solve problems with their brain and mind. When Kate's dad heard this interview, he told her, what a noble cause, which is exactly what Simon Sinek said to me when he heard of my mission to make an impact in the field of education. It made Kate's day to have her dad support with her project. Then I thought about Dr. Loretta Bruning's Habits of a Happy Brain book that we just covered on episode 236, and I'm amazed at how new this topic of applying an understanding of our brain is for improving our everyday life and results. Before this interview, I wouldn't have thought about the serotonin boost that our mission would give both Kate and I, as Dr. Bruning taught us many things about how to increase our happy chemicals and how serotonin increases when we have a sense of pride with our work or social importance. It's only been recently that I began making the connection with the work we're doing here on the podcast, improving our results, and what our brain has to do with it all. We mentioned in a recent episode that the first academic departments devoted to studying neuroscience didn't appear until the 1960s, proving this is a relatively new field of study to glean strategies from and guide us towards an improved life. Since we're now mid-year, we're in Q3 of 2022, I thought back to the beginning of the year when we launched that six-part Think and Grow Rich book review on how to make 2022 your best year ever. And remember, we opened each episode with a quote from Grant Cardone, who said, in order to get to the next level of whatever you're doing, you must think and act in a wildly different way than you previously have been, leading me to these mid-year thoughts. Are you thinking in a wildly different way than you did last year? What are you doing differently? What new results have you attained? Have you broken any records or moved beyond where you've ever been before? Are you making an effect, which means a change in the world? Have you stopped to integrate your new success into your current life? Remember, during our Think and Grow Rich book study, we said it's our duty or our obligation to win in 2022. Do you think you're winning this year? After thinking about these questions myself, I opened my email to see a note from Michael Thomas. He's the director of the Center for Educational Neuroscience at Birkbeck, University of London, letting me know that he's got a new book coming out called Educational Neuroscience, The Basics, that we're going to dive deeper into a bit later this fall on the podcast. 
and I'd written Michael Thomas's name on my desk last summer, June 2021, with a reminder for me to reach out to him after the interview I did with Professor and Canada's Chair in Developmental Cognitive Neuroscience, Dr. Daniel Ansari, and that was episode 138 on the future of educational neuroscience. I knew Michael Thomas as a pioneer in the field of education, and if it wasn't clear to me three years ago when we scratched down the name of this podcast, it's clear as ice now, educational neuroscience is going to be a part of our future. Michael's forthcoming book reminded me of how important this topic is for all of us to understand, whether we're in the field of education or psychology or these disciplines interconnect, helping us to question our assumptions about how our brain learns and what this means for education. For me, this means that this podcast is a lifetime commitment to keep learning and sharing new ideas and strategies with you, as long as listeners tune in. I'm committed on this end to finding high-quality speakers and representing their work for all of us to learn from in the years to come. I keep my eyes open for those who are winning, what they're doing, and then think of ways we can all take our results higher as we add this new understanding of our brain to our everyday lives. And with that in mind, for this week's Brain Fact Friday, I wanted to tie the importance of understanding our brain for our physical and mental health since we are focused on our health as it relates to learning this season. This topic began to emerge more often during those early days in the pandemic when families were suddenly forced under the same roof for work and school, and we all had to learn how to interact with each other in an entirely different way. Do you remember those days? Did any problems emerge that you didn't have to face prior to this time? No one likes dealing with problems like this or problems at all, but for our mental and physical health, for this week's Brain Fact Friday, we're going to look at the impact of not resolving our problems and what that does to our health. Did you know that unresolved issues in your relationships, whether it be with your children or your work colleagues, not just relationships, those problems we push aside because they're uncomfortable to talk about, so we ignore them to keep the peace or have silence around a known issue, damages our immune system in our brain and body. It damages everything about how we function as a human, damaging the tissues in our body, impacting our mental and physical well-being. Unresolved issues increases the vulnerability of our body by up to 90%. And I learned this from Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who appeared on our podcast last February in a bonus episode. And I'll link her recent podcast in the show notes. If we're going to reach those high levels of achievement this year with whatever it is we're doing and do things in a wildly different way than we ever have before, I highly suggest listening to Dr. Leaf's most recent podcast episode where she talks about the impact of our thoughts on our health. She shares a study that blew my mind when I heard it. She called it the blister study. And I've linked it in the show notes for you to see where participants were all given a wound or a blister on their hand, and then they were directed to either solve an argument amicably or in a toxic manner, either with yelling or screaming or ignoring the problem by keeping silent. And this was a controlled study, so some people didn't act the way they would at home, but the study still revealed some fascinating things about the way we resolve conflict 
and how our body heals. After three weeks, small wounds should heal on their own, while bigger wounds take longer. And they brought the participants back after this 21-day or three-week period to see what happened to their small wounds, the blister. The study showed that those who were able to solve their conflicts or work towards a solution, even if it was messy, came back and they'd healed their wounds with an immune system that worked optimally. Those others who didn't resolve their problems had compromised their healing from up to 65%, which made me look at my legs that I scraped from a bad fall from hiking three weeks ago today to see if they'd healed. While I have other scars that haven't gone away from other falls that were more serious, the small cuts from three weeks ago were completely healed. Until I heard about this study, I would never have thought about my mental health and how I solve conflicts with others, and the impact this could have on my wounds healing or my physical health. Have you ever thought about this? Did you know that if you're arguing with someone and you don't resolve it, you're compromising that person's health right down to the level of how their brain cells function? It actually shortens the telomeres that are like the ends of shoelaces that protect the ends of chromosomes from becoming shorter, which impacts how we age. So to conclude this week's Brain Fact Friday, if we're going to do things differently than we ever have before, one way would be to look at how we deal with conflict in our relationships. Do we ignore issues to keep the peace, which we saw damages our brain and body, Or do we do what's difficult and solve issues as we think about the health and well-being of those we interact with the most? If we really do care about others, solving our problems with our brain and mind is a healthy step forward. Wishing you a wonderful weekend, and if there's conflict, I hope you solve it rather than ignore it. I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.